listening to Nightlight. Hi there, welcome back to another End Time Current Events Special Edition of Nightlight. With me once again on the show is Robert Mandelbaum, and we'll be discussing some of the latest developments in the news, as always, trying to make sense of them in the context of Bible prophecy. End Time News and Views. But first, a song called Warning. Listen carefully to the lyrics which are the words to the famous warning prophecy given by American evangelist Virginia Brandberg just before she died in 
skies are red, red with warning, and black, black with clouds, gathering for the great confusion that's almost upon you. And some of us have been waiting for decades for the fulfillment of this apocalyptic warning prophecy of a great confusion coming upon the world so suddenly that it would cause a mighty widening of the eyes. And I can't think of any way that the people of the world could be more confused than by what they've seen unfolding over the past year. I mean, it also reminds me of that verse in Luke 21, where Jesus told us to watch for the signs which will herald his return. And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth, distress of nations with perplexity, which is another word for confusion. The sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. And of course, this pandemic, which is now over a year old, has also unleashed a flood of fear. But these events should not produce fear amongst God's people, but rather, as Jesus instructed us, that when we see these things, we're to look up and lift up our heads, for our redemption draweth nigh. And the phrase, look up and lift up your heads, means to be elated, to shake off despondency and despair, and to look forward with eager anticipation knowing that we are on the very cusp of the return of Christ and the beginning of his millennial reign. We have a guest tonight on Nightlight. And with me once again on today's show is Robert Mandelbaum speaking to us from his home in the north of England. Robert, you know, if we visualize a train in motion on a downward slope with its speed ever increasing so that the distance markers at the side of the track pass ever more rapidly, I think we can expect to see an increase of rapidity of events toward the end of this age. And that seems to be happening. It's just one thing after another going from bad to worse. We knew it was going to get bad, but even some of the things that are happening now are, are, are shocking. Absolutely, and particularly the rapid rollout worldwide of these new experimental mRNA vaccines. Some are saying that this is the mark of the beast, but of course we know that it is not the mark of the beast because a number of other events have to happen first, according to the sure word of Bible prophecy. But it's, it's hard to imagine how the eventual mark of the beast is going to be any worse. Well, yes, I, I agree with you. I don't think it's a mark of the beast either, but it certainly looks like the precursor to the mark of the beast. Yes. One of the verses I've been going over the last couple of days and my mind is uh, Genesis 3.16. You know, I'm sure you know that verse. But it says, And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. Right. As we know, Satan has seed, just like uh, the Lord has seed, you know, the church. What has happened, to help me anyway, oh, I suppose, put it in the context that makes it easier for me to understand is the time is at hand and has come. It's not coming. It has come when Satan's seed have risen up against any type of normalcy or Christian belief. Yes. But it's only for a short time, we know. And as it says in Revelations 12, the devil has come down to you having great wrath because he knoweth that his time is short. We aren't into the tribulation period yet, but I was thinking about this, and, you know, I'm thinking about Satan. He knows his time is short, 
I don't know if he believes he can still defeat God's plan or not, but eventually he knows he will not be able to defeat God's plan. Yes. And that he will be cast down, literally, onto the earth and then even further. And it's like one of those uh, oh, insane, demented mentalities that if I'm going down, I'm taking as many with me as I can. Right. So that's how I'm looking at things right now, at the, at the rate and pace that things are, are moving with such speed. And as we discussed on an earlier program, the so-called woke people, they have turned aside all sanity and normalcy into a what is perverse and just ungodly in the eyes of anyone who is a, a true believer and Christian. That's right, and there are many examples of just how crazy and evil things are becoming on your peopleofthekeys.com website. I'm looking at one right now. California to teach Aztec idolatry in schools just in time for annual human sacrifices holiday. I mean, it's unbelievable. Did you see the video of the high school students in what looks like a gymnasium being led by a moderator up front into chanting the chant to these demonic gods. They're already carrying it out. It's insane. And and these uh, Aztec gods and Mayan gods, you know, they were demonic entities, of course, which they were worshiping, which demanded human sacrifice and all kinds of other ungodly practices. They actually tried to do this same thing about if I I can't remember exactly when it must have been thirty forty years ago and it just d- didn't take off but this time it, it's happening. Has there been any protests or pushback? Well, in California, they've had a uh, a referendum to recall the governor and have a a new election for governor because the governor of California, his name is Newsom, he supports all of this insanity that's going on. I know they needed a million four hundred thousand to sign the petition for recall and it's over two million now so they have well over the numbers they need. And of course uh, the governor of California is blaming this on conservatives, on Christians, on patriots. They are attacking him and trying to derail his uh, his program. Gosh. I mean another one that just somebody sent me this this morning, a friend of mine, about what's going on in British Columbia. Have you seen that at all? Uh, no. Oh, a, a father of a girl who's 15 now is in jail at, the, at this very moment that we are speaking because against his wishes, his daughter was being counseled in school to, to take these transgender drugs, hormone drugs and testosterone because she felt she was a boy and not a girl. Well, the father, he's quite a valiant man. He's fighting out against his and he has a lawyer that seems to also uh, believe not in just the case, but the cause. And uh, he was interviewed uh, by several, several uh, news programs where he discussed how totally inappropriate this was that the school board in British Columbia would counsel his daughter into transitioning from a female to a male, which of course she can never do, but people believe that. And he was given a uh, cease and desist order of some type. And he kept talking, kept doing interviews, and the man is, you can tell him, you know, he's, he's a very broken man, but he has, keeps going because of the strong belief he has in trying to do everything he can to. It started when his daughter was 13, 
to save his daughter, which he believes in the future will someday look back and really regret the decisions that are being made by her and for her. Right. So he insisted on continuing to call his daughter a daughter. Of course. And he was issued to a, turn himself in on an arrest warrant, again, for calling his daughter a daughter, for using the wrong pronouns in a so-called democratic Canada in British Columbia. Unbelievable. So he was interviewed on the steps of the courthouse, and his lawyer was interviewed, and he pointed out the, I mean, it's hard to find words other than insanity to discuss what is going on. I mean, you talk about delusion, strong delusion. Right. And he was arrested, given an arrest warrant for continuing to call his daughter by the pronoun daughter. And as we speak right now, he is languishing in jail until a trial takes place on April 12th. God bless him. I mean, this is just shocking. Unbelievable. Uh, he's, he's asked for prayer. He sounds like he's a Christian. But this kind of thing is, is happening, especially right now. It seems like Canada is being used as a test case for this type of thing. So we'll see how that works out. But it's, uh, oh my goodness, what can you say? You know, it's a textbook case right out of Romans chapter 1. Right. Inverting and worshiping the creature more than the creator. And Oh, I, I can't get into it right now. It's just... Anyway, that's how I had to look at this, that the seed of Satan has pretty much taken control at least of the Western world and probably much of the Eastern world because the same type of thing is happening in, uh, in India on a slightly different uh, level, and things are just going wonky everywhere. Nightlight, keeping you in tune with the times. I never trusted Donald Trump. Because you don't get to be in that situation with that kind of money without knowing how the system works and operates. What I believe happened with Donald Trump, and I told people at the time, do not vote for Donald Trump, not because I didn't trust him, which I didn't, and I still don't, but what they have done, they have gathered the names of over 50 million people who they believe to be the patriots that are going to resist the New World Order global takeover. Years ago, a famous politician in Alabama was talking about the differences between the Democrats and the Republicans and the two people running for office, and he said they're, they're two sides of the same coin. What a lot of people don't understand in the U.S., the Republican and Democratic Party are two wings of the same party. Nothing changes. Afghanistan doesn't change. Iraq doesn't change. These things don't change. Well, a lot of people thought that Trump was an outsider and not involved in all of that. And honestly, I thought that too. But just recently, I realized that he's the one that authorized and allocated the money to fast track these COVID vaccines so they wouldn't go through proper testing. Absolutely correct. He called it warp speed. And he's still promoting the vaccines. Well, just the other day, within the past week, he advised all of his supporters to get the COVID-19 shot. Fauci appealed to Trump, who is, no, of course, no longer in office, to go ahead and encourage all of his supporters and followers to get the COVID-19 shot. And, of course, as you're probably aware, just within the past week, up to 17 countries in the European Union have stopped using the AstraZeneca vaccine because of blood clots, many people having died from it. Already. That's right. I, I'm sure a lot of people are aware of this, like the Pfizer, these different COVID shots. They're made with fetal tissue from aborted children. 
it comes out actually a moral issue. Are you all right with abortion, or do you think they're, you know, do you believe it's ungodly? So there's also that uh, that aspect involved. Yes, and that was also the case in the more traditional vaccines. But Robert, tell us what you know about these new vaccines. How do they work? What are they designed to do? What are people not seeing who just go ahead and take the vaccine because they think it's just a vaccine like any other vaccine? But it's not. What's the difference and why is it so dangerous? Well, um, initially, you need to understand what a vaccine is. It will take a disease, let's say like measles, and it will break that disease down to where it is not harmful to you, and then they will inject you with a very small dose of that disease, which your uh, white blood cells will then attack, and it will bring about an immunity. So if you are exposed to that disease in the future, you have already built up the immunity and won't succumb to it. Right. Now, the COVID-19, it's been admitted by the uh, makers like Pfizer, AstraZeneca, Johnson & Johnson, that it is not a vaccine. It uses something called mRNA. This has been hushed up quite a lot. So they're not giving you a vaccine which uh, will prevent COVID-19, which most, well, not most, I shouldn't say most, but many doctors who are true to their profession will tell you is like the the flu. It's a seasonal flu. And if you read the statistics, you'll see that seasonal flu statistics have bottomed out because they're not counting COVID-19 as a flu, which... From what my understanding, it is a flu. That's right. Now, whether or not it was manufactured as a bioweapon in a laboratory is very real possibility. I've been to lectures which have shown that the HIV virus was uh, manufactured from a, I think it was called a bovine uh, a cow virus and a type of, uh, oh, I can't remember now, it's been 20 years, but they proved that that was a, a contrived thing. But what the mRNA vaccine does, it goes into your body and, if I understand it correctly, reprograms your cellular structure, your DNA, which is irreversible. Gosh. And it it changes you. You know, God said he has created us in his image. That's right. Of course, the enemy of our soul, Satan, wants to destroy the image of God. Yes. And he wants to destroy our cellular structure that God created in his image and apparently That is what this mRNA vaccine, which is part of the COVID-19, I don't even like to call it a vaccine, is doing to people. They say that the side effects, which have, oh gosh, I forget how many are dead so far, and many, many thousands of injuries, but they're saying they're being extremely underreported, that there's only being reported about 10% of the actual side effects. I don't know if if they passed a mandate, a law, but in July, all members of the U.S. military have to take the COVID so-called vaccine. And if it does what it says it will do, it will greatly weaken the physical ability of U.S. soldiers to defend the U.S. from an outside intrusion. Wow. There's so many aspects of this. And, of course, the COVID-19, you know, people have their eyes on that, and it is it is a, a big thing. But they've done this lockdown, and the lockdown is a year old now, just over a year old. And what the lockdown has done, it has destroyed the economies of many major countries in the world. And the only way the U.S., for example, is coping with this is printing trillions of dollars, which are based on no worth whatsoever. That's right. 
And one of the key aspects that people should and need to understand about the COVID-19, it's a means to an end. It's not an end to itself. It has preliminary ends, but the means to the end is to destroy the world's economy. Klaus Schwab, who is head of the World Economic Forum, wants to bring in, they don't even try to hide anymore, new world order, globalization, and most of all, a digital economy. Yes. Where paper money will no longer be in use and everything will be going digital. And we know where that's headed. And already I'm reading articles about how they want to put, well, it's, it's happened already, where they want to put tracers on people, bracelets on people, and, and of course, under the skin monitors to use in conjunction with this digital economy so that no man might buy or sell save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom, let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. And his number is 603 score and 6. A few years, they even tried to change that 666. They tried to make it 616. They had a propaganda campaign, but that fizzled. Yes, things are moving. Things are moving very, very quickly now. Desperate to get on board I ran down to the station Desperate to get on board The train was jam-packed, loaded They just slammed their door Ringing my hands and crying Death was coming on the waters I could see it was about my time Big wave of rolling wind right alongside of me Mulling over reason 
Jeremy Spencer with Doom Train. Nightlight. You're listening to an international edition of Nightlight, shining God's love light to the world. And my guest on this current events edition of Nightlight is Robert Mandelbaum. And before Jeremy's song, we were talking about the COVID-19 vaccines. Robert, you know, here in Uganda, we've had, I think it's been 334 deaths so far in one year. That's less than one a day. And meanwhile, we have hundreds dying every day of other preventable diseases. So there's actually been no real COVID emergency and life is very normal. But suddenly, India and China have donated the Astra. Zeneca vaccine, and the government has a plan to vaccinate as many people as possible. And there's actually no medical reason or justification to take such a risk with an untested experimental vaccine. I've written to the Prime Minister, who was our neighbour, and we know personally. I also dropped off a letter yesterday to the Health Minister. I'm writing to different top pastors I know, and my advice is to pause now before they go and vaccinate everybody and study what the effects are on the people who've already been vaccinated. So I hope they listen, because already they've vaccinated poor, innocent nurses here. They started with the nurses, who are mostly wonderful Christian girls. And I don't quite get it, Robert, why the Lord is not stepping in to protect his sheep. I'm having to trust the Lord by faith, and I don't get it. It's deeply disturbing, actually. Yeah, I agree with you. It is deeply disturbing. And the only thing that uh, I could see in the Lord's, the way this is going, is he's allowing them to fill up their cup of iniquity. Right. Would seem like it's been full, but I guess they haven't gone as far as they're going to go. And, of course, we know from Matthew 24, Jesus said, unless those days should be shortened, no flesh should be sh- uh, saved. And speaking of Uganda, I mean, I'm sure you're aware that uh, the who World Health Organization and its associated agencies have always used Africa as guinea pigs to test their deadly medicines and vaccines and drugs. Yes, and although we've been spared from the COVID because we have one of the lowest mortality rates in the world, now the actual threat to the population is not by COVID, but by the vaccines. Well, I mean, the vaccine manufacturers and the pharmaceutical companies are some of the most powerful financial institutions along with the banks in the world. That's right. I mean, Bill Gates admitted his investment, I think it was $10 billion, netted him 20 times the amount through investing in pharmaceuticals, much more than income he got from Microsoft. Like it says in the book of James, not money, but the love of money is the root of all evil. Yes. I read a quote from J.P. Morgan, who of course passed away years ago, who is considered one of the world's richest men at his time, 
that he said every day he woke up in his life, all he could think of was making more money. Oh, gosh. You know, he's obsessed with it, possessed with it. I guess once you get to that point, oh, who, who can say? I, I don't, it's just, yes, what's happening today? Thank God for Jesus. <laughs> Shining bright in the dark night, you're listening to Nightlight. Robert, on the bright side, I just want to testify here that in our personal lives and ministries here in Uganda, the Lord has supplied so wonderfully. Over the past year, we've doubled our output of producing African audio Bibles. And whatever havoc the devil has been able to wreak in the world at large, the Lord hasn't allowed it to interrupt the production of his word. And it is, of course, the word that the devil fears the most. So it encourages me and comforts me that if he's taking such good care of us in our little situation here, then of course the Lord's got the whole bigger picture under total control. And we just have to trust the Lord that he knows exactly what he's doing in allowing these seemingly awful and dreadful things to happen. And that all this is working out as a perfect and even beautiful part of his plan. So maybe it's a testing time right now for the church to trust him in the dark. Because at a certain point, we know from Bible prophecy that the Lord is going to enter the fray and there's going to be great supernatural signs. There's going to be angels warning against taking the mark of the beast. There's going to be the tribulation trumpets. There'll be the two prophets in Jerusalem as our champions. So it'll be much easier then to be courageous because we'll be able to see evidence that God's on our side and that he's judging the wicked. So maybe this is just a testing time right now. Well, I think so. I think with the the way things are going as we've been discussing in the world, I believe there's got to be some supernatural manifestations of God's will or omnipotence soon to combat the flood of lies and the flood of depravity that has engulfed the world. I'm thinking along the same lines as you are, that there has to be an intervention soon of some kind. So yes, I I agree with you. Yes, because right now, Robert, it looks like we're dealing with a global entity that are making their move for complete world domination. But we know that their plan has to somehow fail. Otherwise, we're not going to get the fractured nations that we see under the antichrist he fights wars against powerful opposing nations and even before we see the antichrist there has to arise 10 kings in europe yes i mean you're referring to daniel 11 with the different wars that the antichrist uh, fights yes there are there are going to be whole nations or tribes that are going against his rule which, of course, again goes with other things we've discussed in the past, the woman fleeing into the wilderness where she has a place prepared of God. That verse comforts me a lot because we don't even have to prepare it, but God's going to prepare it. Amen. And God puts it in people's hearts, like the Lord puts in the hearts of these ten kings to give their kingdom until the beast, you know, to destroy the, the great whore. And God puts it into people's hearts to do different things. One of those Ideas would seem to be a place of refuge for the church in the last days. Like a candle in the night, it's nightlight.
You know, Robert, sometimes I'm tempted to envy our friends who've gone on to be with the Lord, and I can imagine them enjoying right now their heavenly mansions, enjoying all the amazing sights and sounds of heaven, totally in peace and rest. But, you know, somehow I feel they're probably looking down at us now and saying, don't you guys worry, we actually wish we were still down there fighting alongside you because we're going to miss a lot. And I think when things really start happening, people falling sick left and right, all kinds of emergencies going on, that's when the Lord will really call us into action and give us those supernatural powers to pray for people, to raise the sick, and miracles are going to happen. Crowds are going to gather, and it's going to spark off the great final witness and harvest of God's children on this earth. Yes. He said we'll never be tempted above that which we are able. If his eye is on the sparrow, and he knows every detail, even of a sparrow falling to the ground, it reminds me of something I read years ago called Why Worry? Of course, you're tempted to, especially if you're strong in your own natural carnal strengths. I think that in itself could cause worry rather than if you understand that you can't do it, that God has to do it, and he has to do it through you. Amen. Robert, what other things do we have to look forward to in the future? I mean, there's a lot to look forward to that we read about in Daniel and Revelation. Last time you mentioned the sealing of the saints. What do you think that's going to be, and how do you think we're going to be sealed more than we are already sealed today? (laughs) Well, okay, I do have some thoughts on this. I don't know if you want to put them on the radio program or not. No, just your personal opinion. Well, my opinion, okay. You know, that with, with this COVID-19 and the transhumanists, they're trying to change the uh, DNA of the human race. Well, there are Christian scientists who believe that when God created man, he created him with three strands of DNA. And this is what the transhumanists are trying to achieve right now to bring about, you know, immortal life. Years ago, they don't do it anymore, but you probably remember, science used to call this DNA that they found in the human system, they used to call it junk DNA. I don't know if you remember that or not, but they don't call it that anymore. But there are Christian scientists who believe that when man fell, that God turned off the third strand of DNA. Really? And at the resurrection, that third strand of DNA will be reactivated, which will bring about immortal, eternal bodies. You know, it says in the beginning, Adam and Eve were clothed with a garment of light. It's possible, since you're asking the question, that possibly the sealing of the saints, I'm speculating, could possibly activate not all, but some of that turned off DNA, because, of course, at the time of the uh, Great Tribulation, Revelation 12, it says, Now has come power and strength and salvation. It says that's when salvation is finally finished and you know, achieved. And along with the salvation is power and strength to fight the forces of the Antichrist. And you know, Robert, it just came to me, and this is also just speculation, that when the devil and his demons are cast out of heaven onto the earth, they're going to need bodies in which to live 
So could it be that that is why the Lord is now allowing these vaccinations that change the human genome to make it easier for the demons to find hosts in which to live in our earthly dimension? Well, that's a very real possibility because if they do change mankind's DNA, and I, I know I'm not being political correct saying mankind, if they do change mankind's DNA, they're no longer created in the image of God. That's right. So that's, that's a very real possibility. I don't think we have too, too much longer to wait. I mean, we've been waiting decades now. I don't think we have a whole lot longer to wait. And of course, that change, it's instantaneous. In a twinkle of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound and we shall be changed. And of course, the transhumanists are trying to do it another way. Jesus said, he that climbs up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. And Robert, here's another interesting thing. I happened to see on YouTube, it was a piece about a scientist who has discovered that the DNA in every human cell has the signature of God in it. He's discovered that each DNA has a common number sequence that corresponds exactly to the Jewish Hebrew alphabet that spells Yahweh. So Yahweh the name of God is signed in the DNA of every human cell. So you can see now how the devil is trying to erase God's signature on human cells because these vaccines rewrite the genetic code in human cells so they wouldn't have Yahweh in it anymore. Signs of the Times Robert, before we close, is there anything else that you'd like to share? I mean, talk about signs of the times. Things are moving so fast. I mean, already recently, right now, there's been quite a few major natural disasters going on, right? There have been huge sandstorms over China and Saudi Arabia, catastrophic floods in Australia, volcanoes erupting here and there. I mean, there's big stuff happening and the Lord really seems to be trying to get people's attention. Well, we're definitely seeing uh, the awakening of some of the prophecies in Matthew 24. I mean, there has been an unprecedented number of earthquakes. They've got this volcano going off in Iceland right now, and in one week there were 55,000 earthquakes in the area. Gosh. I mean, there's wars, rumors of wars, famines, pestilences, earthquakes in diverse places. The interesting thing is we are seeing at least as I'm able to ascertain, the fulfillment of the prophecies in Matthew 24. And Jesus, after he said this, went on to say, all these are the beginnings of sorrows. God will give us grace for the hour. You get power for the hour. You don't get it ahead of time. Like Dwight L. Moody was asked by a couple of women, he's gone now, of course, do you have dying grace? And he said, no, and they were shocked. And he said, well, ladies, I'm not dying, so I don't need it right now. So we don't need to worry about it, because when the time comes, you know, if we are all still here, or whoever is here, we'll receive the anointing and the power to be able to go through whatever is happening. And that's, that's all there is to it. So why worry? Amen. Anything else, Robert? Of course, I, I have my website, peopleofthekeys.com, and I update it every day. And I try to put up uh, most of the uh, articles as they relate to the Bible and to Bible prophecy. 
anybody wants to tune in on that, we'd be happy to have you read on a daily basis if you like. Yes, listeners, it's a terrific site. Again, that's peopleofthekeys.com. Thank you so much, Robert, for all you shared, and we look forward to the next time. God bless. God bless, Simon. Bye-bye. The light is always on with Nightlight. Well, let's close with something we can look forward to, that great day soon to come when the world's current commercial and political and religious systems graphically pictured in Revelation 17 and 18 as Mystery Babylon, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth, is finally destroyed in one hour of one day. Rejoice over her, the mighty angel says, for God hath avenged you on her. Carried away in the wilderness, I saw the woman upon a seven-headed beast, full of names of blasphemy. Mystery